Uh, um, so how much is that? And we're live. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast editor mastermind show. This is episode 24. Uh, we've made it this far. We still don't know what we're doing. So I'm Jennifer Longworth <laughs> of Bourbon Barrel Podcasting. You'll find me on social media at KY Podcasting. And below me is... My name is Daniel Abendroth of Roth Media, and you can find me at rothmedia.audio. My name is Brian Ensminger. You can find me at toptieraudio.com. And above me today is our special guest... What's up, y'all? My name is Chris True. I'm stoked to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, that's me right there, Chris True. Instagram, Clubhouse, whatever you want to do. <laughs> so Chris is here to talk and share and hopefully not get us engaged too much in some improv. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Are you scared, Jennifer? I am terrified. I'm just not an improv person. So you've taught hundreds of improv workshops at comedy festivals, corporate events, conventions, and your company is Hell Yes Creative. And uh, Carrie, who's not able to be here with us tonight of yayapodcasting.com, introduced us to your concept and was like, this guy is great. Oh, my gosh, we have to get him on the show. So now here you're here. And how did you get into the improv thing? Is there something you've always had a natural gift for or did someone say, hey, you know, you should do this or what? So, yeah, I think growing up, it was a little bit of that, you know, you should do something like this. But, of course, when you're a kid, you don't you don't realize that. They're all different disciplines. You know, you you look at Jim Carrey and you're like, oh, he does everything. It's like, no, actually, he's an actor specifically. It's like, oh, I thought he did all the things at the same time. So when I was a kid, I was interested in all those things, didn't really know where to go. I I found myself in an improv comedy class uh, specifically because I wanted to be a hidden camera show actor. (laughs) I was obsessed with hidden camera shows, and I did film production out of college, and I was working on a VH1 reality show, and someone on that set told me that if I wanted to be in a hidden camera show, that I had to take an improv class. So I was like, okay, step one, take an improv class. And then I completely fell in love, and I haven't stopped doing it since then. I never gotten a hidden camera show, but I've been on many other shows, and um, and I and I love improv with all my heart, and I it's changed my life, and I've seen it change other people's lives. So that's how I found it, and I've never stopped. And now you teach other people how to do it too. You're teaching any sort of person how to do this. Yes, yeah. So the. It differs uh, depending on who the who the person is, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'm teaching a, a, at a at a comedy venue, and there's a bunch of students who are like actively pursuing a career in comedy. But oftentimes it's in like a corporate setting where it's like, oh, well, you teach my employees how to like, be better listeners because if you do good improv, if you do improv, then you're usually a good communicator, a good listener, a good team builder. And lately, I have I've been on a mission to take this improv work 
and apply it to other walks of life. So, uh, you know, improv for public speaking or improv for writing. Or the other day, I taught a, a little mini class for podcasters. So I, I'm finding, you know, I've always talked a big game that like any, you, know, you take an improv class for a bunch of different reasons. And now I'm putting my money where my mouth is and I'm getting out there and actually teaching it to these niche communities. And so far, so good. Uh, I think this art form is a game changer. I think it's a Swiss army knife of an art form that teaches you so many different things and everyone should take at least one class. So I'm happy to be here to talk about it. That's uh, that's really helpful for me. I can say that even as we're sitting here right now, and I know that we're talking about improv and we'll probably talk about being in the moment, I can tell you right now that I'm still going, okay, well, what's that next question? Or what's like, how do I make sure that I engage well in this, this thing? So how would you coach somebody like me who's maybe stuck in their head a little bit to to be in the moment? Yeah, great question. So yeah, well, first of all, you're spot on. At least being able to identify the problem is is great. You, it's definitely about being in the moment. And if you are thinking of your next move, you might miss something that's happening. Like one of the most embarrassing things that could happen in the context of an improv comedy like show is someone very. Oop, my light went off. Sorry about that. Watch me stay in the moment. Um, <laughs> what uh, is if someone is like actively not listening to the other person and then um, and, and very clearly is like in business for themselves, like not talking about whatever the other person said and just going off on their own tangent. It's bad communication habits. It's bad for a business. And um, it's just a, it's just disrespectful, you know, to be uh, to be blunt. So improv teaches you to stay very present to like, it's almost like tennis, you know, I don't know how many tennis players we have on the call right now, but we understand the concept of tennis, right? So it's like if Daniel and Jennifer are playing tennis, Daniel hits the ball over the net. Jennifer doesn't get to decide where the ball goes and then run to that spot. Like She has to wait to see where the ball goes. She goes to that spot, and then she hits it back. So that's how conversations work. You have to wait and see where the other person takes it, and then you listen, and then you – you respond. And we typically call that a yes and. Like the yes is accepting what they said and the and is building on top of it. And that method helps lock in the presence. Okay. I know that's something you teach because I believe Carrie told me the yes and. Can you go into that a little bit more? What exactly you mean? I would love to. So the idea of yes and, and, and to be clear, you know, this is, you know, you take an improv class anywhere in the world and they're going to teach you some version of yes and. So um, the way that I like to teach it is the concept is, is you say an enthusiastic yes to whatever was said to you and then the and builds on top of that. So if Daniel were to say to me something like, I like your new hat, Chris. I'm not going to waste time being like, I don't have a hat or like, what hat are you talking about? I'm going to accept the gift that he gave me that, that, that there's a detail that I can play with that I have a hat. So I'm going to say yes, as in, yes, I have a hat. Yes, I accept what you said. And the and is me adding something to it for him to respond. So I might say, yes, and I got it with that money you loaned me yesterday. Now that gives him something to do so that he might say, Yes, and actually, you don't have to pay me back 
uh, ever if you don't want to. That hat looks so good. And that, 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 so we're, we're, we're constantly giving each other something to talk about, never leaving each other hanging, and we're always making the other person feel heard. Those are all the key elements to a yes and scene. And if y'all are brave enough, by the way, I'll do a yes and scene with y'all right now, and I'll coach you through it. Jennifer is already making a frowny face. <laughs> I think she's saying that she wants to be the first one. I'll tell you, well, there's two things. One, the person who doesn't want to do it the most usually needs to do it the most. But I will also <laughs> say But I will also say Brian Brian, usually the person who volunteers someone else, they have to go first. So I don't it's a conundrum here. Okay. I mean the the person that starts has it easiest, right? Everybody else has to say the yes after that. But then you have to say it back to them after oh. that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to see if this light works again. I apologize, y'all. This light is um, – it's a nice light, but it's – you know, it doesn't want to cooperate sometimes. All right, y'all want to do an actual scene? Sure. Sure. Oh, my God. I love this. We're doing real live improv here on the call. Uh, okay, we're going to do Jennifer and Brian in this scene, okay? It's going to be the two of you. Brian, you're going to go first. You're going to make the very first line. Now, here's how this is going to work. Your first line – I want it to intentionally be like really boring and plain because you don't have any pressure. I, I really want to remove any pressure of being like a genius while we're doing this. Like that, like that's one of the hard things with improv. People come into it thinking, I have to be the funniest person. I have to say the smartest things. Like actually chill on that. Just say something basic. And then Jennifer's going to add a little bit to it. And then you're going to add a little bit to that. And then we're going to go like one piece at a time. Cool. And I'll tell you when to stop. You don't have to go for too long. But the way it's going to work, Brian will say a line. Jennifer, you're going to respond with an enthusiastic yes. And and then, Brian, you'll do that same thing back to her. Sound good? Yeah. Live comedy right here on y'all's podcast. <laughs> or li- live something. <laughs> I believe in you. I believe in you. All right, Brian, ready to roll? Sure. All right, you're up. Jennifer, I noticed you have something on your door behind you. Yes, and I got it at a podcast conference. Yes, but what conference was it? Actually, that's that's a yes, but. Make it into a statement. Okay. Yes, and I bet it was a lot of fun. Yes, it was PodFest, one of my favorite podcast festivals to attend when it's live and in person. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's the only one I've ever been to. Yes, and you can participate in the virtual conference now, not in, paid for by PodFest. <laughs> All right, see. Wow, that turned into a commercial. I love it. <laughs> you're not sponsored by PodFest? <laughs> well, you're about to be. Okay, so a couple of quick things just to clean it up. Y'all did a great job. So, one, this is very normal, very natural, but typically people um assume you have to be yourself you know like brian is referencing something that we see on jennifer's screen you know uh the thing on her door and so then jennifer is like okay i guess i'm me i guess i'm me the person in this red sweater on this call and then brian's like okay i guess i'm me but you can you can get away with saying anything about the other person and they're going to go along with it right so uh so but what we just did was very normal you know like like so don't feel bad about that uh the next scene we do i want us to take like a a a bigger uh leap here and so like maybe make someone you know be a cowboy or a dentist or be on the moon or whatever the hell you want and then the other thing brian any ideas why i asked you to take your question and turn it into a statement 
Because that's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> but like, yeah, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, A plus. <laughs> but do you do you have any idea why like the improv teacher wants you to turn questions into statements? No. So typically, and I know uh, this this maybe clashes a little bit with podcasting, but go with me. Cause I think there's still something to learn from this. In improv, you typically ask people questions when you want them to provide information that you just kind of don't feel like providing in the moment or you just like are putting it on them, right? That's what we do a lot of times in life when we ask questions that we know the answers to. I'm not saying every question forever is bad. That, that would be absurd. But in the context of an improv scene, instead of saying, where did you get that? It's so much more productive when you tell her where she got it, right? Instead of me saying, hey – What's going on with your with your job, Daniel? It's so much more fun if I were to say, Daniel, I heard about the mega raise. Congrats. It's like now I'm endowing him as someone who got a raise, and he gets to play with that as opposed to me saying, what happened to the job, which is not really saying anything. And now Daniel might feel on the, like he's put on the spot and has to answer that question. So – it's a little bit nitpicky, but it's part of the process of learning this art form. And I do believe that in many walks of life, flipping a question into a statement will get you somewhere really interesting really, really fast. Daniel's turn. Daniel's <laughs> turn. All right, Daniel, I'm going to have you go with Brian now, okay? We're going to do a little round robin here. Okay, Sound good? Okay. okay. All right. So remember – Next, if you if you feel inspired to ask a question, keep the same content. Just make it into a statement instead of asking them what they're eating for dinner. Tell them what they're eating for dinner, and Daniel start us off with something very boring and simple. You're on, buddy. All right. So, Brian, I heard you got a, a bottle of water yesterday. <laughs> yes, it was the most amazing bottle of water I've ever had. Awesome. Yeah, I just had water yes, earlier today. And. Yes, and I have water too. <laughs> And yes, uh, give me a little bit more, Daniel. Oh. And I got this really cool flavoring to go in it. Yes, and I bet that's really helping you as you lead this conversation, teaching us all about improv. <laughs> yes, because it's important <laughs> improv to be decently hydrated. Yes, I heard that. And also, you have to eat a big lunch, but nothing for dinner. Yes, that's why I had four pizzas tonight. <laughs> all right, scene, scene. <laughs> Wow, the first scene was was a commercial, and this one was a meta uh, a meta scene. Daniel was teaching improv. I love it. And Brian, uh, I, I'm assuming you're hungry right now. No, actually, I had a huge dinner. Oh my goodness! Wow. Typically, when people talk about food and improv scenes, they're like really, really hungry. Okay, cool. How'd that one feel, Brian? Better than the first one. Cool, but I can't blame that on Jennifer. That was that was me. Yeah, it, it, you know, that's the way this art form works. It gets better and better as you get more and more reps. It just gets easier and easier. And hopefully, y'all are picking up on how how simple it can be. You know, it's not about solving the puzzle in one line. It's not about like really playing chess with your dialogue. It's about staying very in the moment listening to the other person and making sure that person feels heard when you're responding to them. Cool. Let's do one more, huh? Okay. Yeah. I love it. Daniel and Jennifer, y'all ready to go? Let's do yeah. this. Jennifer, you're going to start us off. Give us a really basic, boring opening line. And then we're going to go from there. I see you have a new pair of headphones, Daniel. Yeah. And I spent $5,000 on them. Yeah. Well, I got mine for 50 bucks. Oh, yeah? 
Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, because? How, because that sounds like a really good deal. Yeah. But yours might be a little bit better than mine. I don't know. I just gave some random guy on the street $5,000 for some headphones. <laughs> All right, scene, scene. Cool. Awesome. We are evolving with our scenes here. Can you tell? It's like now we're starting to like flesh out maybe some ideas of a little bit of a narrative and some background, some emotion, some mm-hmm. some wants. The more you do this, the more the more flexible the art form gets and um and you learn that when you narrow your options in a scene, it actually it actually gives you more to do. So like as soon as y'all decided that, or, you know, organically in the moment, because we didn't talk about it beforehand, everyone watching can see that. As soon as y'all decided that we're going to talk about these headphones and who got screwed on what kind of deal, it was like, <laughs> cool, that's all that we're doing. Let's just keep talking about that. And the real life application of this is, I don't know, have y'all ever been in a conversation when someone is um, like obsessively word associating everything and the conversation zigzags constantly and you're not talking about the same thing. You know, it's like, it's like if the four of us were at dinner and we're all talking about, you know, we're talking about seeing our families this, uh, you know, next week. And it's going to be this really big, this, you know, this really big emotional thing and we're all connecting. But then like, but then like Brian mentions, you know, offhand, I mentioned something about a movie he just saw because um, because something reminded him of the movie. And then suddenly we, we're not talking about our families anymore. Now we're talking about the movie. But then that reminds someone else of, you know, of um, of a radio program. And it's like, oh, we're talking about that now. And we're kind of zigzagging all over the place, not having a consistent conversation that has a theme or uh, like a headline. Improv really helps you with that as well. It helps you narrow that focus and stay on task. Despite this being like a kooky, bizarre art form, it actually helps you with communication discipline. So when you are teaching podcasters about improv and doing this, like a recent workshop you did, what was your angle there? What were you trying to convey, I guess? Yeah, well, I, I, it was a couple of things. One, I think just the the general vibe of keeping a conversation going and being, you know, and, and not, you know, when you ask someone a question, like in the context of an interview during a podcast, when you ask someone a question, you're not like looking at your list of next questions while they're talking. <laughs> you are like staying present. You're staying mm-hmm. in the moment so that you can so that you can make them feel heard and you can yeah. build momentum and maybe bounce off of that. And if you go off script, it probably is going to be okay and it might actually serve your podcast better if you if you follow the flow of of the of the interaction. So there is that and there's also this idea that, you know, I think a long time ago the only people that were doing podcasts were people who were not the only people, but most people who were doing podcasts had some sort of like performance vibe to them. Now it's like it's it's, it's broken wide open. You know, now it's mm-hmm. like you actually don't need to be like you don't even need to be a touring successful comedian to have a good comedy podcast. You right. know, but one of the things that might happen as a result of that is uh, maybe people are lacking some confidence or lacking some like presence on the microphone, um, which I know that you you would eventually get that after honing it for years and years, as uh, many people do. Um, but I think improv can help speed that process along, get you feeling more confident, feeling more present, and that you can conquer anything. It really 
I think when you do improv, damn it, my life again. I apologize. <laughs> I think when you do improv, it happens every time I'm about to make a really good point. Have y'all noticed? I think people who do improv just get, um, you know, it's it's such a hard, complicated art form. Uh, you know the the illusion of it that it's hard and complicated. That when you conquer it, or when you when you get really when you get good at it, you you start to feel unstoppable. And I think that that's really helpful when you're making art. When you're whether it's a stand up comedy routine, a presentation at work, or a podcast. So I, th- I think. One of the things that we had talked about prior to you coming on, we, we did plan a little bit. I know that's uh, – <laughs> um, and one of the challenges that I have, besides being a, a podcast host and you know all the, the stuff that comes with that, is that sales conversations can be a bit challenging for me because I feel like there's an agenda and I need to kind of think about and meter my words as I'm talking through that conversation so I don't say anything – wrong and it's a little it's it's actually very scary to think about well what happens if i throw out the script and just have a conversation but talking to carrie she's like you totally need to talk to chris about this so i wanted to kind of throw that out there and ask you to maybe help me with the mental stuff and then see if there are some things i should do to help get myself over that oh yeah i love that a lot of a lot of businesses that bring me in to help them with um you know to do like a corporate workshop it's 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 about sales it's sales driven um so I think a lot of times if you're just talking to like, – using yes and in the context of a sales call I think is really helpful because it, 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 it keeps you locked into whatever they just said, right? I think, I think part of the problem is when people feel like they're not being heard. If people feel like they're not being listened to, I think they start to check out. They feel disrespected, and it's probably really difficult to make a sale when someone is like, this dude was barely paying attention to me, right? So I would start with that. I would start with – with just being like being hell bent on yes anding, no matter what, um, I would start with that for sure. Okay, if if I can maybe take that a little bit further, what does Please. that look look like in a sales? Because like it's super easy ish to do yes and when there's basically nothing at stake but pride, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know how does that conversation go when somebody is asking for something that you literally can't provide like what does that yes and look like is it just yes i affirm that i heard you and all i can offer is like what what does that look like okay so think of it like this um and also a great question by the way i think it's maybe it's more about not doing the opposite of a yes and like the yes and is a no but right yeah and a no but <laughs> is like no not your idea but you give me the space to like listen and accept my idea that just results in conflict and i think a yes i only a yes is arguably worse because it's not ever adding anything so i think when you're having a back and forth dialogue with someone trying to make a sale i think if you like if if you if you focus on bringing one brick at a time like yes and yes and and not not like just acknowledging that the other person brought a brick to the scene to use a architecture metaphor um (laughs) by the end hopefully you built a house together and Mm. it's a conversation you both feel good about as opposed to one person feeling like they brought the majority of the bricks while you stood there and said cool bricks dude you know so i think that 
Uh, and on top of all that, like that's just like the communication aspect. On top of that, I think you'll be a lot more playful. And I believe like when you're playful, you do disarm people a bit. You know, people are like they're they're less stuck up. They're less um, they're less rigid if you if you're if you're playful. And when you do, people who do improv are naturally more playful. They're more open minded, and I think that that goes a really long way in in sales as well. Anytime I've been brought in to do a workshop for for people specifically to work on sales, it's a lot of yes saying and exercises, and it's a lot of just like like how do we get each other like hype and celebratory and um, and just be just be very positive and like momentum building. So we do exercises for that kind of stuff too. But I think it's a state of mind more than anything. Thank you. Well, now I'm curious, like, what those exercises are to help kind of build hype. <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all want to do one real quick? Sure. <laughs> Great. We're going to yes. keep on trying to get this light to work for me, by the way. Um, I believe in it, and I believe in us. All right. We're going to do another one. This is called Seven Things, okay? And uh, Daniel will have you go first this time. Cool. Okay. But we're all good at, we're all a part of this, so everyone – and everyone watching can, can actually can do this at home as well. So, Daniel, here's how it works. I'm going to ask you to give me seven things that – and I'm going to make the rest of it up. But it's not going to be factual because I don't want Daniel in his head thinking about what's right and wrong. So I'm not going to say like, <laughs> Daniel, name you know seven – Seven senators from the West Coast or whatever. I, I don't want him thinking like, oh, my God, I have no idea what that <laughs> is. I want, I want to ask him things that are a little bit more playful so that he can like – so that he can just say anything and just get into a state of flow. So it's going to be stuff like name seven, seven taco toppings that have never existed or like seven things you want to put in your pocket. Just things that don't have a right or wrong answer. Cool? Okay. So, Daniel, after everything that you say – all three of us on the call and everyone watching at home, we're all going to respond with an enthusiastic yes. Yes. So we're going to like have your back. I get hype on you up. Okay. And I'm going to count. So Daniel, you don't have to spend, you don't have to bother being like, where am I? Cause you can see me. I'm going to be counting the whole time. Okay. Your job is to lose yourself and just say these seven things. Sound good. All right. I believe in Let's you, man. I believe in you. <laughs> yeah. Get hype. All right. Daniel, give me, Seven sports team mascots that don't exist. Oh, uh, well, there's the unicorns. Yes. 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 You have the Sargonauts. Yes. Yes. You got the Aerodols. Yes. Yes. You got the uh, Troubadours. Yes. 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 <laughs> the, uh, the Never Working Lights. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> then you got the... the uh, the 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 Montresols? Yes. 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 More. And the the Baconators. Yes. 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 Awesome. <laughs> Great job. The Baconators. Baconators. <laughs> I love it. We all know what they're uh, celebrating with after the That's victory. Right. <laughs> Daniel, how'd that feel? Good. Kind of awkward, but... Well, I thought you did great. So, um, so you're going to pass it on to the next person, okay, and ask them a brand new seven things. While you're thinking of, you, of that, I want to just say part of the reason why we play this is to get everyone... Warmed up, get your brains working, get you uh, ha- having, a, get you used to the idea that people are going to just go with your idea. So when you say people, you say anything, and we got your back. We're saying yes. We're chanting you on. And I want you to work on not having that filter that is wondering 
am I doing this right? Am I being funny enough? Am I being smart enough? Is this the right answer? It's like actually the right answer is you just saying something and going with it. Very important when you're practicing improv and very important to have that culture of saying yes to stuff too. So um, great job. Ready to pass it on? All right. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Brian, seven hamburger toppings. Great. And Brian, don't think logically here, okay? You don't have to, you don't have to think. You don't have to think like, oh, well, there's ketchup, you know, and then thinking what else is there. You know, if that's what happens, you uh, you know, you can say ketchup if you're if you're inspired, but I don't want you to think that you have to be super logical about it, okay? Sure. Go ahead, buddy. So seven hamburger toppings. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think based on the comment that we got, one of them needs to be Michael Jerry's barbecue sauce. <laughs> yes. yes. And uh, lemon meringue. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Chicken pot pie. Yes. yes. Orange juice. Yes. yes. Uh, chicken feathers. Yes. yes. Turkey brains. Yes. yes. And elbow grease. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. Nice work, yes. Brian. Wow. You totally nailed that. You had no problem not being logical on that. <laughs> You're like, I'm ready for this one. I've been dreaming of this question. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. Good job, Ryan. I love this exercise because it really gets you used to the idea that, like, this is just about showing up and offering something, and then the group is there to support you and has your back, right? Yeah, Michael saying yes at home, too. I love it. We're all, we're all saying yes in a big way behind you. Um, Brian, you ready to pass it on to Jennifer? I am. I love it. Jennifer, I need to know seven new Spanish leprechaun names. I love it. Jennifer, you got this. Go. Jose Cuervo? Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what a ridiculous... Um, <laughs> I can't not think. Okay. You Just, can say literally anything. I, yeah, but now I'm the one having the problems. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just That's say, too hard. You made it Spanish, so then I'm thinking oh, okay. of Spanish but, no, things. No, hold on, hold on. No, I'm not letting you off the hook, Jennifer. Like, like I you, know, um, but <laughs> I'm so like so so it actually like there's no rule that says like they have to be Spanish names. So your job is not Except to be that like that was the question. Yeah, but that's but 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 also those weren't hamburger toppings. <laughs> you know, chicken feathers. <laughs> you know, like you have permission here to not think logically. You have permission to just go off. You could say Michael, Jerry, water bottle. You could say okay, literally Okay, I need anything. a new question now. Oh, okay. come on. <laughs> a new question. Yes. Um, I'm a diva. <laughs> Seven brands of light bulbs that have never existed. Okay, there we go. That I that I can do. Go like, ahead. Never working light bulb. Yes. yes. Flashing yes. blue light bulb. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, the neon green brand. Yes. Light yes. Bulb. Uh, a Yeti light bulb. Yes. yes. The purple stapler light bulb. Yes. yes. <laughs> An HDR2100 light bulb. Yes. <laughs> One more. <laughs> the panda light bulb. Yes. yes. Awesome. Cool. Good job. That one okay. feel better? <laughs> no, but I did it. <laughs> so... Look, I didn't... It, I was thinking a little lo- more loosely that time. Yeah. And, and you know... 
this is hard, you know, like, like, like improv has this, um, you know, th- there's this illusion that it's like, oh, it's just like easy going and playful. You just play these silly games. And, but actually like, like when you look into it a little bit deeper, uh, when you zoom in, it's like, oh, this, it, like it can get complicated and you can, and there's some like really serious big takeaways from the art form. And mm-hmm. I like to, you know, I'm kind of on this mission to rebrand improv in a way to make it be specifically about self-improvement and not necessarily about like, okay, now y'all three go do a comedy show. It's like, it's not necessarily about that. It's about, it's about the human element, the connection, communication, team building. So I like to focus the exercises more on how, how it affects your brain and how you communicate with people. So for that it one. It made my brain hurt. <laughs> hey, that's totally fair. It was your first time. It's your first time. It's all good. The more you do this, the more you will start to learn to be like, you know what? I'm just going to go with it because guess what? Chris, Brian, Daniel, we're all, we've all here. We all got your back and you had that, you had that net, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. so the more we do this, the more you would, I think, embrace that and just go with it, no matter how specific the questions were. Cause I understand there is this temptation when Brian asked for like the really detailed thing, there's this idea where it's like, well, I don't want to let Brian down. I have to, I have to honor what he said. And it's like, well, Brian doesn't really need to know seven Spanish names, you know. You know so it's like Spanish can, leprechaun names, Spanish not leprechaun just Spanish names. names. So you could say <laughs> anything because, again, it's not about Spanish or leprechaun. It's about just showing up. So good job, all of y'all. That's seven things. So that, that's my answer to the question of like, what are those hype improv exercises that that exercise that foundation of just going with it and saying yes to stuff. I could also see, like, if you do that often, just kind of like as a practice, it gets you into the mindset that you can't say anything wrong. And so when you're on a sales call, it can, I feel like it might take the pressure off of, like, if I say something they're not going to like. If you have, like, that kind of subconscious, like, they're going to love this no matter what I say. I love that. Yeah. And, and yeah, it goes back to the confidence. You know, I think I mm-hmm. think if nothing else, like, to me, the floor of an improv class is at least you're going to have – you're probably going to laugh some and you will be a little bit more confident than you were when you went in there because a lot of people are too afraid to ever follow through with taking an improv class. You know, <laughs> But this, the ceiling is so much higher than that. The ceiling mm-hmm. is you come out of it being like, oh, I feel bulletproof when it comes to having scary conversations and I know how to make my partner and the people I care about the most, I know how to make them feel heard and I know how to build. Um, this, is, this is especially true with um, – I tell a lot of young people this uh, or single people I should say. Uh, text-based communication, when you yes and in text-based communication – you get places a lot faster <laughs> and like you start to, it, it starts to really stand out when people aren't yes anding. Like imagine texting back and forth with someone you meet online, whether it's on a chat or on a phone, whatever. And they're just yesing you and not yes anding you. Mm. Like it's so unplayful that you feel constantly put on the spot. You know, if you're like, and if you keep asking questions, then they're going to keep feeling put on the spot. So if the whole conversation is like, how was your day? And they go, fine. <laughs> you kind of feel like, well, what am I supposed to say now? It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have started off with that question. And also maybe they should have yes anded you. <laughs> so it's like everyone should take an improv class to learn how to have better conversations like this. It just improves dialogue 
through and through, no matter what your end game is. What's really interesting, like going through this, is I used to have uh, a sales job. I was I worked for a Red Bull distributor, and it's something we were supposed to do way more often than we 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 did, and it's something that we wanted to. But after like weekly, we're supposed to like break off into pairs and essentially improv a sales conversation. So one of the sales people would um, act as like the the store owner. And then the other one would try to sell them on whatever deal we had going on or whatnot. And it was always really awkward. But um, if you got comfortable doing that, then in a real-life situation, is it that? So, like, the, the awkwardness and, like, the difficulty of pretending, improving is, like, a hundred times worse than the actual situation. And if you can get comfortable doing, like, the improv, then the real-life scenario is so much easier. Yeah, for sure. That's that's one of the, that's one of my big mottos with all this. Where it's like, it's like this will never be like the context of an improv comedy class. It's like not only are you doing comedy, which is hard, but you're making it up, so you're not prepared, which is harder. And then you're often doing it with strangers, and the expectation is that you're supposed to like make more strangers laugh, and that's like. That's that's very uh, intimidating. But mm-hmm. when you do this, you start to realize like, oh, actually, it's not that intimidating. You feel safe with the people you're in class with. You feel protected by the concept of the art form of just going with it and the yes and. And then all those big mountains that seemed impossible to climb suddenly are a lot smaller. And I think that that is true. I mean – context of an improv class it's true for like doing more classes and getting better and better at it but i think that for the people who take an improv class and are like how does this help me in what i really care about like my podcast or my job or whatever i think it's the same thing it's like you start to realize that oh maybe your communication habits were broken before or maybe they weren't broken that, that, might, that might be too dramatic but maybe maybe they just <laughs> need to maybe they need a tune-up maybe you yeah. haven't i mean adults don't really take communication classes or like or learn how to or, or like have sanctioned playtime you know and that's what this basically is it's playtime for adults so you're using your imagination you're being very mm-hmm. playful which many studies have shown that that is crucial for being a, a healthy individual but while you're doing that you're learning how to treat people better and theoretically they're treating you better in the process so it's like a big love fest slash communication fest and Sometimes it's really funny on top of all that. So, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's all these things at once. It, it, to me, it really is like the communication superfood. It's like everyone should mm. do improv. I know I keep saying that, but everyone should take an improv class. So how do we find improv classes? Just like Google it? Yeah. So wherever, so wherever you live, there's probably – if you live in a major city, there's definitely – an improv theater over there. And this art form has gotten out in a way that there's there's plenty of theaters and clubs and even like mid mid-size cities. Um, it used to be you had to go to LA, Chicago, or New York to do this. Now that's just super not true. But also, I've been doing them on Zoom for the past couple of months and it took me a while to get to it. I was terrified. I was like I was like, this is not going to work on a Zoom call. And I, and I I sad to admit that it took me a minute to get around to it. But I did it, and I have been 
uh, pleasantly surprised um, that it really it works really well on a Zoom call. Arguably, people are more likely to get out of their shell. Um, hmm. because they're not, because in an improv class, like in person, you're like expected to get on stage and almost be an actor as well. And that's right. not what, pe- that, that's kind of uncomfortable for people. I totally get that. So in a zoom call, you don't really feel like you have to be an actor. You feel like you have to be a communicator and just follow the rules of the exercise. And, and so zoom classes have been going really well for me. I'm registering for some right now that are going to be the, um, the last week of February, the first week of March. But if you go to my website, hell yes, creative, and I'll send y'all follow-up stuff. There's, um, I do, I do private classes. I do for groups. So sometimes a group will hire me and like, you know, come teach my company. Sometimes it might be a group of friends who have been doing Zoom happy hours on every Saturday, but, but you want to do an improv class this weekend or, you know, it, it works in almost any context. And no matter what your end game is, you'll have fun. Like I said, the floor is that you like – it's like that weird thing you did that time and you have new inside jokes. The ceiling <laughs> – the ceiling is you come out of it and you're like, oh my god, like – that's going to change the way I talk to people I love. So I guess to summarize that, sorry, I went off on a couple of tangents there. If you <laughs> want to take an improv class, I would love to be the one to teach it to you um, and find me. I'm at Chris True on Instagram. Go at hellyescreative.com is my email address. Hopefully we can throw it in the show notes or other things associated with what you're watching or listening to right now. But I'm easy to find, and I would love to work with you. This is, this is my life's work. I love it so much, and I truly think that everyone should take at least one improv class. It will change your life. What's a good-sized class? I mean, how many people? My preference is like nine it's the right amount of, you know, you get to go, you get to do something like every nine, 10 minutes and you get to hang back and watch everyone else and then learn <laughs> and then pick your spots, you know? Okay. But there's versions of this where it can almost feel like a keynote speech where it's like, I'm doing it in front of 50 people, but I'm using the same four people over and over again. And so you see their growth over the course oh. of the hour and, um, you know, it, it it's such a flexible art form. I've also I also do I done it with one person, which is insane. But someone hired me to teach them improv, and I was like, "Who else is in the class?" And they were like, "Hopefully, just me." They're like, "I want to get really good, really fast." So I was like, "All right, let's do it." And we meet every day for about an hour and a half. And he's this guy in New Zealand. He's a ton of fun, <laughs> and he's gotten really, really good. So if you want if if you want to go one on one, I got you, baby. Awesome. That's cool. These yeah, are great thank- questions, y'all. Thank you for letting me just yap and yap about this thing I love. And speaking as the resident introvert among a group of non-extroverts, uh, I appreciate you taking all this time to talk. It's fun to listen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I um, Yeah, I, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I will talk about improv to anybody. Not that y'all are just anybody. You know, y'all are, you know, I... <laughs> I appreciate it. This is nice. You guys have little title title markers and <laughs> comment cards. I love this. Yeah, it took us like 10 episodes to figure that out. <laughs> and for those of you listening who, who don't watch us live, we use StreamYard platform and broadcast live to Facebook every other Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. So you should join us for the Podcast Editor Mastermind. Sign up for our newsletter at podcasteditormastermind.com. Just fitting that in there. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is where the yes and is supposed to go, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, and that sounds like a great newsletter to be a part of, Jennifer. <laughs> I'm going to sign up for it immediately and tell all of my friends. <laughs> Come on, Daniel. <laughs> yes, and if you want to be a guest on the show, we're always accepting applications. We love talking to people from all walks of life. Like, who would have thought that we would have an improv expert on a show for podcast editors, but here we are. But you don't have to be an expert in anything. If you're struggling with an issue, we also love to help you. And if you want to, go to podcasteditorsmastermind.com slash be a guest, and you can fill out the form, and then we'll be in touch on, and getting you on the show. Is this where I'm supposed to jump in? <laughs> so, yes, and I think it might be time for us to do the Poddex question of the week. So I'm going to – we're good with that? Yeah. I'd like to mm-hmm. do it a little bit differently, though. In honor of Chris, what I'd like to do is I'll ask the question. I'd like us to go yes and around the horn twice, <laughs> if we can do that. Ooh. And I'll start with Daniel uh, so that we can come back around. Okay. So, Daniel, what's something that I would never guess about you? So we're being silly, right? You don't have to be... We can't. <laughs> <laughs> I am a world champion bodybuilder. <laughs> You you mean me, right? Yeah, Jennifer. This <laughs> <laughs> is the mirror thing. Like, yeah. um, you are a world champion bodybuilder. Yes, and I want to train under you as soon as possible, Daniel. Yes, and if I don't get enrolled in your bodybuilding program as soon as possible, I'm afraid my bones are going to disintegrate. Sign me up, Daniel. Yes, and I was once a 95-pound weakling, and now I'm a 97-pound weakling. (laughs) Yes, but even still, I know you can lift way more than I ever could. Yes, and I'm just going to be inspired by you, Daniel and Brian, to get better and better. Yes, and... I am so overwhelmed with inspiration right now that I think that I'm going to disintegrate into dust (laughs) regardless. Yes, and I am so excited to grab out a broom and clean up that dust. And also, I'm really excited to see if I can take what we've talked about today and start applying that to my sales conversations and I'm thinking maybe even things like social copy and web like web stuff because I noticed as I was thinking about it some of the things that I post are probably no buts like they maybe mm. start by presuming the question and then start with the contrary and I'm going to see if I can shift that and be more of a yes and kind of guy Chris so you're having an effect right here I love it. So that time you made the good point when my light turned off. So I love it. <laughs> it happens once uh, never. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for watching us live and for tuning in to the podcast editor mastermind show. I'm Jennifer Longworth. You can find me at bourbon barrel podcasting.com or on social media at KY podcasting. I'm Daniel Abendroth and you can find everything about me at rothmedia.audio. I'm Brian Ensminger. I just remembered to unmute my mic. You can find me at toptieraudio.com. Unable to join us this evening was Carrie uh, Eric, and you can find her at yayapodcasting.com. And above me, our special guest was... 
Hey, y'all. I was Chris True. I still am, and I love this. Thank you for so much for having me. If you want to learn improv or if you want to learn uh, why you should do improv, just reach out to me. I'm easy to find. Chris True on Instagram or Twitter if that's your thing, or you can email me, go. G-O at hellyescreative.com. I would love to work with you. I'm down. Let's go. Let's have fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Uh, so, um, how much is that? Um. 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 Um.